Greetings and once again, welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Carlos D. I am, of course, am your hero, Carlos D. And today I've brought back a friend of my old show and hopefully a friend of this new show. The wonderful, the talented, Blatino. Would you consider yourself a Blatino? Blacksican. Blacksican. Okay, she don't want to be considered a Blatino. She'd rather be Blacksican. The half black is the half Mexican princess. Winnie. How you doing, baby? I shouldn't say baby. That's that's derogatory to call a woman baby that you are not dating. I apologize. That works. Thank you. I, I accept the apology. But I'm doing great. How are you doing in these trying times, the times of Corona? Do you want to tell people about any tragic Corona stories or is it just too much for you to deal with right now? I am perfectly fine. I, I feel like the memes that attacked me were the ones when you have to make no adjustments to your life because you've been a homebody. Hold on. You so said the what? The men at some men attacked you? <laughs> the memes. The memes have attacked me. <laughs> I feel attacked when they tell you that you haven't. Everybody else is adjusting, but you have to make no adjustments to your life because you've been doing this all along. <laughs> Literally, your life has not changed. You're just another homebody. <laughs> yes. Locked down in the house, having a good time, enjoying your own peace and solitude. Yes. Wine and popcorn <laughs> every other day. How do you drink? You mix wine and popcorn? <laughs> what? It is the perfect balanced meals. Scandal started it, and I just keep it going. It, wait, wait, it, wait, it's wait, just wait. perfection. Actually, I did it before I confirmed how wine and together. Hold on. Talk me, walk me. I don't know. I never saw a scandal. Talk me through this. Walk me through this. What is wine and popcorn exactly? This is like, this is what you eat for dinner? You can eat it for dinner. You can eat it as a snack or in place of dinner. So it's not really dinner, but just like the snack before bed, but you don't feel like eating a full meal. And is the wine white or red? What kind of wine goes good with popcorn? Red. This is fascinating me. But if you feel like mixing it up, you can do white, but preferably it is going to be red wine. Pinot Noir is my favorite, but I'll go for a Sauvignon. Sauvignon. Okay. Every now and okay. Then. So you're just drinking Pinot Noir, eating popcorn in your pajamas. Yes. Yes, pajamas. Oh, okay. We know what that means, people. Wink, <laughs> wink. Wink, wink. Like, are people even getting dressed nowadays? Like, yes. To go outside, to walk outside. So all those summer dresses that you were holding out, this is the way that you can uh, start adding them back to your closet and get them in the laundry. So you just, when you when you go for your walks, that's when you put clothes on. Like when you're working throughout mm -hmm. the day. You work in it because I'm assuming you telework like most people. You telework and you yes. just telework and nude. If I move from my bedroom to the couch. Wait, 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 wait. So if I don't move, let, let me rephrase that. If I don't move from the bedroom to the couch, if I just stay in my bedroom, then like, it's in the pajamas that you said. Oh, okay. I, I apologize. Yeah, yeah. In the pajamas, wink, wink. In right. quotation fingers. Okay. There you go. Life of the Corona women, um, single Corona women that live alone, they are naked constantly. When you are on the conference call, somebody is naked. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the new world. It is. All right. Okay. In the bras, braless, you mean the braless new world. I heard nobody wearing bras now. I heard everybody is not wearing bras. <laughs> Literally nobody. Exactly. And if they do put on a bra, it's a bralette, which I just learned about this weekend. 
Apparently, bralettes have a new um, thing. Yeah, bralettes are. They are. Yes, they are. I actually brought my niece some bralettes, but I actually have a lot of bralettes too. Okay. I prefer them. They're like the fancier way of having not doing a sports bra, but so you do a bralette. That's what I said. I said they look just like sports bras. I was like, what's the difference between a bralette and yeah, a sports bra? They're just. A, it is just a fan, fancier way, so you can actually have it. Because sports bras don't come in lace, bralettes come in lace. Mm-hmm. So, so, so it's like a little sports- sexier sports bra. Yeah. Just in case. You never know who might be coming over in the time of Corona. And sports bras actually, and sports bras uh, actually stick to you where bralettes don't. So you don't have to uh, struggle to take them off or put them on the same way that sports bras do. Unless you get the ones that clash. So easy action sports bras for the Corona times. Yes. Sponsor us. Bralette sponsor me. I need some money. I'm broke. <laughs> Times is tough. All right, there we go. That's Did you get right. your stimulus check? Uh, I am not qualified. I make too much money. Humble brag. <laughs> so you 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 ain't broke then? Stop it. I got I got I got a lot of bills. Living living ain't living ain't you know living, they should give me a stimulus check because living in this area is not cheap. We know this. So, uh, but no no stimulus check. They claim I'm too good. I'm too well off to to be uh, oh, getting rid of anything. To stimulate the economy. Yeah. Yeah. The man always trying to hold me back though. They don't want me to shine. I was gonna use that money to start they a business. Don't want you to shine. Well, you can start a business now. This is the best way to time to start. I don't got uh well what money. That's why I needed a stimulus set. I take that twelve hundred, you know, go buy me something, flip that, flip it back to the flip flip. I'm back in business. You back in business. You just need twelve hundred. That's all I need. Right off the rip. That's okay. twelve hundred to get me where I'm going, where I need to be. If, t- if things haven't changed that much since, since I'm high school, I'm assuming 1200 will get me right where I want to be. Moving on. Let's not talk about the past. Bigger and better things. Exactly. We we live in our best life now. All right. Anyway, thank you for coming on to the show. Um, I, I, I wanted to have you on specifically because I was uh, asking you about, well, I guess the, the gist of it, I was asking you about Insecure. I was asking if you watch Insecure randomly. And then, because uh, the for people don't know, Insecure is back. Uh, this is not an Insecure recap show. We're not going to talk about Insecure in detail, but we do want to. I do want to talk about a couple of things that happened on this particular episode, and kind of get your point of view as a person who is an expert on not only a woman. <laughs> you're an expert, and you speak for all women, correct? <laughs> I can't speak for all women, but I am a woman. I, I will say that. So, would you say you're an expert on women? I guess so. Yeah, I guess we could say that. And basically, you, your thoughts are the thoughts yeah. of all women, correct? <laughs> Not necessarily, but I, I can piece them together because I'm, I have a good number of friendships with females. Okay, but it's like an argument. We'll say where you are a friendship expert and also a um, woman expert. Don't okay. downgrade yourself. Like uplift yourself. Praise, praise your, praise all so, your knowledge. Praise yourself. Don't don't take so away. You you, so you would say you're a male expert too. And women, of course, I know everything about women. On what? On men. On men? Am I expert on men? Yes. Um, I don't know any men other than myself, so I, I can't really speak on that. So how? Just because I'm a woman. Uh, just facts. Women know women know everything about other women, so it's just facts. It's facts. Don't argue with me. I make no Ooh. sense. The point. <laughs> The, the point of the show is not logic. The point of the okay, show is... Okay, all right. Get it together. 
Stop. Don't question me. I got you. I, I got you. I got you. I'm just going to take a sip of my wine. Are you sipping on anything over there? Yeah, I got some uh, cran apple juice. I'm a teetotaler now. Oh. Taking a break for 24 hours. Okay. Oh. My drinking was out of control. It was? No, nah, not really. It's going to be this weekend, though. I get mad. I should just drink every oh, day. Why am I mad. waiting for the weekend? <laughs> What's going to be the difference between tonight and the weekend? You can have it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I can do that What's anyway. The between day and night now, right now. Exactly. Okay, we got off topic. Anyway, we we both watched it here, and um, it was some things that I <laughs> that I noticed in this episode. Spoiler alert. Um, we I mean we'll talk about some of the stuff, but the, the one of the biggest thing is anybody who doesn't watch Insecure, a big um part of the show is the friendship between the, the main character Issa and her best friend, her road dog, her ride or die Molly. Um, and if you haven't seen this episode, you should probably turn this off. But if you have, you know that Molly and Issa are headed towards a some type of breakup, some type of fracture in their in their friendship. So I want to just kind of get some points again. of view when well, it comes again, again, yeah. But this one seems a little bit more permanent. Like we've seen them have yeah, ups and rocks, yeah. but we never seen Issa tell a third party that she just not fucking with Molly, like she did in this particular episode. So we've seen, you know, them do peaks and valleys and hard times, but they normally bounce back pretty quick. This one seems like it's gonna be a little bit rougher. Um, so that's why I want to bring on a, a friendship and a woman expert to kind of talk about, like, how do you maintain friendships in this thing? And then have you also, if you want to talk about any personal things, had a person you thought was like your right hand and then they ultimately end up you outgrow them or you just stop messing with them and you know what happened with that i don't think i've outgrown anybody since what middle school high school um i gotta think back has there been any no I'm gonna shoot. It's got. I have too many memories to sort through to really find. Um, has there been anyone that we've just blocked, stopped talking to? Yeah, not since um, high school, middle school, maybe a little bit in college. Like losing your. Mm, I did lose like um, childhood best friend. Uh, that that's one of the ones she was younger than I was and I thought going away to school I was protecting her from not trying to uh expose her out there to since I knew she was three years beyond behind me if I started drinking too much started smoking I didn't want to expose her to too much mm-hmm. and you know you was a wild so child thought, so we, you, yeah. that was good on you oh my bad <laughs> oh, I forgot I forgot we lied <laughs> I meant to whisper you are lied. I meant to whisper that you meant to I'm not wild. I'm, I'm, um, you're reformed. You have fun. Let's just say we all have fun I have in life. Fun. Yes. I mean, I, I may have been, you, you know, speaking of Issa's friends, the, the one that was helping with the bar and you, you have to hone that one friend back and you, oh, know, you was say, a Kelly? No, don't do that. I, I, I borderline Kelly, borderline, Ooh, not as far. Yeah. She's the best one on the show. <laughs> borderline not not as far Ke- kelly go goes out there because she, that's the comedic value of the show but could be borderline kelly almost damn yeah yeah hey you kelly has fun you'd have been my favorite <laughs> you'd have been my favorite if you would see i always and i always joke with you i, I always say i wish i'd have met the uh 
the Kelly version of you. Not that the the now <laughs> version of you is cool. I, you know, we good friends, and I like you. I like all the fun things you do as the now you. you. But I'm like, man, if I'd have met the 2003 version, man, listen, <laughs> how might have things been? <laughs> oh yeah, that that version. Mm. I've always been fun. Okay, I definitely lived up to the party. Let's, um, let's say respect. enjoyed the parties. So so, but going back to friendships, mm-hmm. yeah, I haven't lost the main one was like big junior high was a big one for me, and I think having that so early, losing like a main one helped prepare me for anything up front that I'm pretty good judge of character for people before I bring them in closer. Wow, so that you kind of you say kind of like put up some boundaries or or protectors yes. to keep you from like over engaging with people who may not be worthy of the status of being a number one yeah i mean also i did do it with i just had a recent relationship with a work co-worker just going turning from a friend to an enemy but that's dealing with a work relationship thing but going back to junior high was it was like a trio of us and then the other friend got jealous of the growing relationship with the other bestie Like, she was even having dinner at my house with my parents. I was eating dinner at hers. And then somewhere out the blue, it became, I hate Winnie. Jeez. But this is, this is very similar to kind of what happened in this, in this particular episode from, you know, my point of view is that when they went in the beginning of the episode, it seemed like that they was, you know, cool or whatever. But once the other friend kind of started getting a little bit more shine or a little bit more praise, Yes. From Issa, Marty started tripping. So you said that happened to you. It happened to me when she realized like I was more of a daddy's girl than she would be. Like her queen of frame was being a daddy's girl and she comes and definitely sees my family structure and it came like it was a jealousy moment there. And then it just as me and um my other friends relationship grew closer, she thought I was trying to take away her shine. It's like it was a trio of us. We were a trio. There there was no way. <laughs> you was the Beyonce though, be honest. Was you the Beyonce? And she was no, the Kelly. actually my she was other the friend is the actually my other friend's the Beyonce. Okay, you, you was the Kelly the though. Group. You was the Kelly. And she was the Michelle, right? So she felt I, I bad was, about herself. No, she was the Kelly and I took her spot probably. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you became Kelly and she was Michelle, and don't nobody yeah. want to be Michelle. Right. <laughs> but I think in our group we had two power, two powerful um, personalities. They both were power powerhouses, I would say. Mm-hmm. So and they then, both wanted to be Beyonce. Is what you telling me? Yeah, yeah. And you turned her into Michelle. I blame you for that. <laughs> she does too. But we patched up. Like we ended up having like in school suspension with each other and came on a cool basis but eighth grade was definitely she ended up fighting me that was the Dang. one fight i lost she six to the yeah. hand she, she put hands she put her paws on you she put paws on me oh my god and you admit to losing right i admit to losing i lost that fight okay well you know we can't all win them we can't win them all no nope. apparently no nope. all right i don't want to bring up no traumatic I'll admit to my losses i ain't mean to bring up the traumatic loss i ain't know she oh, the... you know Dang. Yeah, yeah. I'm wrong for that. Lessons, man. Life. Okay. I guess don't put. Did you? Hold on. Who started it? She put your hands on her. Did, who started it? Who put hands on who first? No, actually, I, I. It was a jump tactic. Like I had like 
four people that wanted to fight me that whole day. God damn. What the f <laughs> You really was a wild child. What's going on with you? God. That was in grade, man. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's why I said middle school for females. Middle school is definitely a trying time for any female. Damn. Four, four, four girls want to be sure at one time. Four, four. Huh. Mean girls all the way. Mean girls was definitely my life, but I wasn't the mean girl that everybody else considered that I was stuck up and thought I was high and thought too much of myself. So. Mm, you is low key bougie a little bit. So I can see that. I am not. Now they didn't deserve to put their hands. I'm they, so down to earth. They didn't have no right to put their hands on you, but you is a little bit bougie. I can see that. I can see why they did. Whatever, man. You are kind of stuck up. <laughs> but you also very lovely. I'm just a quiet girl. You true, true, true. Quiet girls. I don't know why they always picking on y'all, man. I, I don't know, man. I don't know what it is. Just be that way. Man, that's wild. But learning from that, <laughs> learning how girls can definitely, hey, we're friends the next day, and the next thing I know that, hey, you're trying to take my man. You, you, you were still in men. Boys telling the boys, she was still in men. We somehow she was supposed to introduce me to somebody, and then turned out that she wanted to uh, be with that person that I was supposed to be talking to. Jeez. Who knew this was going to turn yeah. into an episode of uh, Beverly Hills 90210? We came to start talking about Son. one thing. This thing that turned into a whole teen soap opera. Son. Shit was wild back in the day. What? Yeah. We done had fights. We done had men stealing. <laughs> jealousy. Family intrigue. There you go. You can and go and write a life story. Like... You got your bio, your bio um, autobiography coming out soon? No, no, I'm not writing an autobiography. I, I don't think I can write one while parents are still alive. <laughs> oh, God dang. I mean, I... So many roads to go down. <laughs> <laughs> we got to talk about that stuff offline. I don't know. I don't, this is a PG-13 podcast, man. We can't get, we it can't is, get into it all is. that. We can't get into no, all that tonight. No. But that's, no, my parents are great. That's X-rated. Yeah, that that's the only thing. It's like I can't let them find out everything. They they know some stuff. Alright. Go ahead and write me like but a little transcript, a little brief one and just send it to me for my enjoyment. No, actually I did write a love letter life story to um one guy I was dealing with as an apology. What? <laughs> when I was like twenty two. What did you put in there? Oh son. <laughs> I mean, don't tell me detail for detail, but like, like what it could was, you have to? You must have cheated on him for one. If you were to apologize, I, I didn't cheat on him. I, I told someone about our personal business that didn't need to be out. Oh, he had a small dick. No, that's sad. He did not. Dang. He did not have that. Why you didn't tell that man had a micro penis? That's messed up. <laughs> he had to put his business on front street. No, that that wasn't it. Okay. But um, yeah. So, and then she went back and I didn't know he was messing with another girl. So he, that, that's what happened. So the other girl found out about me and it was just a, oops, I'm sorry. I didn't know. <laughs> okay. Damn. I mean, we gonna need this. We gonna need this life story. <laughs> There's too much going on. We, I need, I need the life story. I need you to send me that letter. Copy it and send it to me. 
You I know, know you still got a copy of it. No, I got rid of it. So you claim. I got rid of that letter. It was written on black paper and I had the gel ink. Like it, it was a good 21 pages of like my plans of what I wanted to do once I finished school, how I got to the point. What? You wrote a 21 page paper, handwritten. I did. Man, I, I did handwritten. I, I would have dumped handwritten. you. Handwritten. You supposed to read all that. I'm done. We breaking up. I, I don't want your apology. He read it. Keep it. He, he accepted it as apology. Man, yeah. I'd have skimmed through it. I don't know if I can read that much. <laughs> well, it wasn't in um like full eight and a half by eleven, so it was still on diary. Oh, okay, the, small the little small page. Paper. Okay, yeah. You know, you know, I got an issue with cursive writing anyway. I can't read it, so I don't like. Can cursive? you uh, can you print this? No, out? it was in print. I I I, I did it in print. This this is so a marvel- in cursive. This is a marvelous story. It's like this is not what I expected at all. I want you to just tell me about the time Molly, uh, your friend, uh, not your friend Molly. You had a Molly situation and you didn't, you didn't open my eyes to so many things. <laughs> I didn't know. Because th- just like how they show, relationships are all complicated. It's not just one faceted. Friendships are just as difficult as you learn about a person and then they can automatically turn on you. And that's how you have to say, hey, they're not going to be your friend anymore, especially when they start telling your personal conversations, but the personal conversations get lifted into their perspectives. Right. Knowing that, dude, you're go- you were just going through the same thing just previously, like Molly. Like Molly's calling Issa's situation out, but I'm like, just last season, you was dealing with Drew and his wife and you was okay with that open relationship. Yeah. Well, she claimed she was okay with it. She really wasn't. Right. That's why. But Molly is also a spoiled brat at the same time. And emotionally unstable. Oh, of course. Is any is anybody? Do you think anybody is truly emotion, emotionally stable and all together, or are we all just kind of effed up people trying to be good? I think you being emotionally mature does not mean that you're emotionally stable. You just acknowledge your emotions a lot sooner and quicker than people that are emotionally un- unstable. Emotionally unstable is you don't acknowledge your emotions and you just have them and then you don't have any rational thought to explain them. Ah, and you have no control. Emotionally mature, you can still have your emotions, but your emotions don't have you. Exactly. And I think a lot of people do get this caught up in this thing where they, and they, because uh, I, I get accused of this a lot. People always say I don't have like a, like a, a lot of emotions, right? Or they don't say I have emotions because I just don't let um, them like run my life. Like I'm not going to be falling apart or breaking down or something bad happens or something that upset me because I feel like to me it's like there's no um no point to it like I can't fix like, these issues if I am constantly broken down by the issue no you can't but if you can acknowledge your if you acknowledge that hey it is something wrong and you move on you could be a part of the stoic mentality where you don't necessarily have to show emotions but you know you're going through them and you acknowledge that they're there but you deal with what's the rational thought. And that's the only way you're going to get through any other uh, emotions anyway, is dealing with the things that do make sense to cover up the things that don't make sense. Right. But, it, and that, you know, that's easy. That's hard to explain to other people who, who are not on the same emotional, I guess the maturity level as you, because we all got different ups, ebbs and flows when it comes to life. And of course, unless you like a sociopath or like a psychopath, you have emotions. 
but mm-hmm. it's it's hard to explain to people who are on one end because I, I consider myself i guess on the the very far end of the spectrum where i'm sometimes overly um it's a overly in, in control of my emotions um mm-hmm. except uh, unless i get like a, a red point like uh, eventually i couldn't hit a point where it's like it's but as much and maybe if i didn't try to control them so much i wouldn't have uh hit those red points um the times that i do end up hitting them if i had like a better you know what i'm saying do you feel that you may have gained control of them earlier in life where you were uh, not in control and you learned how to and you evolved to the being in control? I think so. Because I think earlier in life when I was like, uh, I think I, I, I got a, a kind of grasp on it pretty early because when I was like a kid or whatever, I used to be in like a lot of fights and a lot of uh, rage and stuff like that. Like where I would just, you know, any kind of slight or wrongdoing would send me like into... Um, like these rages, so I wanted to fight people, hurt people, or whatever. So I think once I got to the point where, like, this is just destructive, you know, it's not helping anybody, okay? Even if I do beat somebody up in a fight uh, or, you know, take my aggressions out like that, it's not really doing anything to improve the situation I'm in because I'm still going to be kind of feeling some type of way about it. So I think I kind of got a handle on it pretty early. And so now as a, you know, as an adult, when, when I kind of figured it out, you know, 13, 14 years old that I can't, have these episodes and, and these issues. It's been 20 years of that now. So now I feel like I may be too, sometimes to be honest, too tied into that. Where right. um, it's, you know, even when I'm dealing with like relationships or whatever it may be, people can't release, they think I'm too distant or too unavailable because I don't let the emotions kind of show as openly as some other people might or what like me to do. Because they feel they can't read you? Well, you know that. You know me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Would you say you can read me? No. Exactly. Not at all. No one can. Mm-mm. Do you feel that when you did have that period of rage, did you end up liking being in the rage state and liking your rage? I like. I, no, I don't think I liked it. Because I think if I liked it, I wouldn't have tried to address it or change it. I think I would have just went through my life in rage state. Even to this day, I still would be doing stupid stuff that'll keep me They'll give me more. It'll give me like instant relief, um, but it'll get me in more trouble in the long run. So once I figured that part out, I was like, that's not what I want to be. So I don't like it. But I also think maybe I do like it too much. And that's why I knew I had to stop doing it. Because I still like, like, I feel like now if I got into a fight, I might just go nuts on somebody. And that's why I do everything I can not to try to get into any type of confrontations. Like I'm not trying to battle people. I'm not trying to fight people. Um, I don't really like to argue too much. Um, and when, when I say argue, I mean like serious arguments. Like I'll debate people all day, or I have petty little arguments with my friends if they say something, and I'll just kind of, you know, teasing arguments. But like serious ones, I'm not really into. So I don't know what that, you know, I I don't like I, I don't know if it's that if that's a positive or a negative for me, the fact that I may be, um, doing overly processing my stuff so I don't get caught up in these kind of stuck moments. Right. We really kind of going down some weird paths that I didn't think we were going to go down. <laughs> I know, I know. I thought, we just, know. I thought we were just going to talk about dumb friends, how we lost them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see, all my friends that I've lost, it was because of uh, some life situations like my um when I said lost my next door neighbor 
boom coon type childhood friend uh thought I was protecting her, came back, she ended up sleeping with my ex. God, when I thought that I was going to get back with my ex, that was his like big secret he had to reveal before we even started and I just I wasn't mature enough at the time to deal with that. Hold on. So she knew, but like I said, y'all used to be, like I said, your ace boom. Y'all used to ride. Y'all yes. used to be tight, even though you, she was a couple of years younger than you. So she had to know this right. was your ex. No, she knew. She. So here's the thing. Before I went off to college, I found out because dealing with my parents, I was, they were very strict. So I made sure that I had to be in the house at a certain time. I made sure dinner was ready by 530 when I got home from school. Um, so when we hung out after school, I would have to make sure that I'm home between 5.30 or once they found out that he was my boyfriend, it was like 7.30, 8 o'clock, I would make sure I was home. I found out that she would actually stay out longer with them after I would go home or would hit them all up because they were all a group of friends. So she would hang out with the group of friends even when I'm not there. Or would call him up to say, hey, give me a ride to, at the time she was dating one of his friends to Ronald's house because I don't want to be home. Didn't know that. So this all blew up before I went to school. And I'm like seeing IM messages that she was sending him. And I'm like, what is this? So it's like, okay, this is way too much. I'm protecting you. I don't need to involve you with everything that's going on. Oh, your life really was a legit teenage, <laughs> teenage movie. Yes. And I'm sorry, you say you, you stopped being her friend to protect her. I feel like you just stopped being her friend because she was a scandalous. She was actively pursuing your boyfriend. Yeah, and I didn't know. So after we broke up, we broke up within like um, during my first year. I didn't want to be a girlfriend anymore. Um, I just wanted to be single. Hey, we all we all, we know the stages. We know what you got to go through in college. We've been there. Yeah, so probably by the end of South freshman year, maybe sophomore it was, hey, me and him, hey, I miss my friend. We could probably get back together. And then before we were having those talks, he said, hey, I got to drop this, that me and your friend actually did it. And that was total low to me. Wow. Had, couldn't handle it. Then, there, there was no way that me and him was going to go for it because I, could, I wasn't emotionally prepared to handle that situation. Okay. In his defense, did he... Did they hook up when y'all was still together or no. was it after you broke up? It was after we broke up. But he did entertain her flirtationists and hanging out and all that stuff. Like she right. was laying she was laying the groundwork. It wasn't like all of a sudden yeah. she slept with him slept with him. She had been doing Correct. it before you when you still were friends because, you know, you were like you were saying, when you had to go home early or you had to be in the house and she could hang out late on the weekend or later at night, she was calling this man up or or finding ways to hang out with him without you being around. Right. And to me, that's foul. That's a total violation of all the codes of friendship. So, so it, it was just a, yeah. So we definitely grew apart. Me being away at school, her just being home. Girl, stop blaming it on going away to school. She fucked your man. <laughs> and you see now, I, since she is younger, I still have that protective uh, side that it was me. It's it a lot to it. Um, Damn. I, I'm trying to decide. So I still feel protective of her. And then even as we got older, found out that she did become um, addicted to drugs. Oh, dang. So I actually had to actually ask her. I said, make sure you keep looking out for her. Make sure, you know, take her home whenever you do see her. 
even though we weren't friends and talking. And then we did manage to actually have a hard one-on-one during one of the times that she was sober. And I said, the only reason why I pulled back and I'm sorry I didn't know is because I thought I was protecting you. If I knew that that was the road you was going to go down, I would have, you know, brought you into the circle, everything. Right. Um, but See, it, it was just one of those, it's like, darn, I thought I was protecting you and I left you hanging. Nah, see, you better than me because I wouldn't put none of that blame on my feet. It sounded like you, I mean, of course it was her decision, but it sounded like you kind of taking a little bit of blame on yourself because you think if you, you thought you was helping her out by like distancing yourself, but you also are thinking if you would have kept her closer, then she wouldn't have went down this path that she went down. But I feel like that's too much right. to take on because I don't feel like, like, I think we definitely should look out for our friends. You know, that's the purpose of being friends. Like, it's no point of being somebody's friend if you aren't looking out for their best interest or like kind of supporting them but i also think that we only have so much support in us and people have to yeah. take um responsibility for their own actions and the things that they decide to do with their lives so it's not your fault because and i don't i'm not saying you fully think it's your fault but i think you do you i feel like you are taking a little bit of the fault that she ended up with a, a life that, that the life that she ended up with because you weren't there to kind of look after her better so to me i feel like you shouldn't do that because you know that's on her it is in a, in a sense yes because that was still her decision to make all the way through it, it's definitely one of those where I say relationships can become complicated that's one of those huh. like it's your childhood best friend it's someone that was younger than you um, <laughs> you feel that maybe you exposed her to too much but then again she had other influences too because she had other friends beside you Right. She did move to another town. It was only when you guys were together living there when she was three block three houses down, you had more control. It wasn't your fault that hey, her mom moved to another town. Right. You didn't know who else she was hanging around with. All the different type of relationships, interactions. But it's like sometimes you feel if you had been there just to see a little bit more, you could have said no, you need to stop that as soon as before it even mm -hmm. pops up for you to uh, happen. But that's why I say this middle generation after us, they were exposed to a lot of things way before we we could have even prescribed it. Because right. I'm like thinking I'm saving her from what's going on with us in college. This was like the start of X and she's on experimenting with stuff harder than that in high school. Right. What in the world? We didn't even touch that in high school. Like I went through four years the hardest thing we did was we that mm -hmm. was it and she was and doing they, ecstasy in the 10th grade ecstasy and more ecstasy shrooms everything uh, everything yeah. else so and that's that she's three years younger in high school mm -hmm. i didn't even touch high ecstasy in college do you have any ex experiences nah i'm I, I, I feel like uh by the time i wanted to do it i was too old to even bother with it right it was like, I, you know, in, in the days when I, like, I was pretty straight-laced, I guess, because, you know, I'd already started getting stuff like that, and so, like, uh, you know, like I said, the, the strongest drug I ever did in my life was weed, so, uh, you know, I, yeah. I got no experience with no heavy drugs anyway, um, but no, I think I mixed the x-rays, because I remember it was crazy when I was in college, it was like a time with Molly, well, I don't know, was it Molly, I don't think it was called Molly, Molly back then. Molly wasn't even, a, Molly wasn't even there when yeah. we were in college. It, it was just oh. ecstasy. And um, and but I, I think I missed the boat. Had money, it was the other thing, the white stuff, right? Oh no, I never. No, 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 I don't. Yeah, I, 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 
No, growing up where I grew up, I wasn't messing with nothing close to coke. Mm-hmm. You see too many people, too many fiends, and I know it ain't the same kind of high, and it don't have the same addictive properties as like people that do crack or whatever. But I saw too much of that to be like even mess with anything close to that. Yeah, I know I wasn't messing with no coke or no dope. I barely wanted to mess with the weed at the time, so I was like, nah, I'm definitely not doing all that heavy stuff. That'd have been too much. But drinking, I was always for. I was oh, always hell for yeah. drinking. We can drink all night. Drinking ain't gonna hurt nobody. <laughs> but nah, 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 nah. X, nah, I missed that. But I'm, I'm glad. I'm pretty sure sure you did enough for the both of us. I did not. Oh, you did? I thought you said you did. Oh, you didn't no. do enough. But you no, did something. I didn't do any. No. I thought you said you did. Oh, my bad. You said you didn't do it. I said I didn't do it. No, I never did X. Okay. Well, when we turn fifty. Let's make a pack. <laughs> well, if you're retired by then, I should be. I plan on retiring by 47, so 50 could maybe. Okay. Happen. Your 50th birthday, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find some X. We gonna, we gonna, <laughs> we gonna turn it out. 50 year olds. Oh my gosh. Hey, I mean, we only live once, right? Oh my gosh. We gotta enjoy ourselves. <laughs> In this life, we only live once. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a whole we. We we gonna have to bring you back on for the afterlife talk. I don't think I got it into me. To, this we no, no, no. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Real quick though, uh, another another aspect of the, of the show. Going back to the show real quick was that um, Issa's friendship with this new the new friend who's dating her ex. Yeah, yeah. For one, do you think? Well, I, I guess this, this situation a little bit different because they became friends first, and then she found out she was dating her ex. She didn't like meet the ex through her. Cause to me right. that that'd be off the table. Like to me, I, I believe it would in, be if you right. Yeah, I believe in a, in a total guy code. Like if I ever had any dealings with a girl, um, I don't think any of my boys should mess with her. Unless, unless, especially if they know about it. And if they meet independently, if I met, if I hooked up with a girl, you know, like I said, back in college, and it's ten years later, and then they meet somewhere out, uh, and then they just happen to get together, you know, full blessings to you. But if you knew I messed with her in any kind of way, she should be off limits. I don't care how fine she is. I don't care how much chemistry y'all got together. I think you do got to have a certain code when it comes to being cool, um, not messing with exes. What's your thoughts on that? I say to be safe with everybody. Mm. <laughs> oh, you messed with an ex before. Oh, oh, we got another story. Just give it up. You know you want to. Who asked you Well, to? I told you not an ex. I told you about my friend. Um, well, he wasn't. It's like we we were all together having fun. So that that was a blended thing. So that was a blended relationship. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, wait. It, I, that's another thing I meant to talk to you about. We don't have to. I gotta get you back on here. Because now you telling me you was in a you was in a in a a, a, a throuple. And it, I still need to get into your. We haven't discussed it even personally. Your it wasn't your thoughts a on trouble. it wasn't. It was we all had mutual outings. Okay, we are gonna talk about we'll, this. We'll say mutual grouping. Hold on to that. Hold on to that. We are gonna say that for later. <laughs> and I know people listen like she's just starting to get juicy. Don't cut her off. But no, we gonna bring you back. We gonna bring you back for that. Cause I want I want to get into all that. Cause we I'm 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 fascinated by um that kind of lifestyle, but. I, so I wanna I wanna have a show just 
totally dedicated but to it. I, you you would have to get someone in that lifestyle. Yeah, I'm not in exactly, that lifestyle. exactly. I know you're not. So, I know you're not, and neither am I. But I still want to kind of talk about it. Right. What we can talk about as outsiders looking exactly, into that lifestyle exactly. and having pieces of maybe experiences. Damn. Okay. So you, uh, damn. So you. But I, I would say dealing with one of my exes, dealing with one of their best friends, had it. Oh my God. You was the woman that. <sighs> you fucked the homie. I did not. Okay. I did not. You, I was about However, to say something inappropriate. Very close. I was about to say something inappropriate, close. but I did. I pulled myself back. Oh. It's one of those, you, you know, how the relationship was building and it, it could have happened, but it was. Hey, you're your friends first, and you, you can find another female. So you had the resolve to pull yourself back. Now, do you think that, that he the, had the resolve? I oh, he backed you. He, he backed you off. Yeah, he had the resolve. Okay, so he a stand up dude. That's an A one yes. brother right there. All the way. That's All an A one brother. He had the resolve. He had to move away. Because <laughs> the tem- when the temptation is in your face, it's it hard was. to resist. It was there. The, the relationship was there. It was strong. Oof. It's one of those moments like I, I could have chose one over the other if I had known about the other's interests before I did the second go round with the ex. Ah, okay. I see what you're saying. So if I hadn't had the second go round with the ex, I definitely would have chose that one. But he had, even though, so it was the first round with the ex, he had an interest in you. It didn't though- really account. It didn't really count that first go round. Didn't count. It counted, but it didn't. Because that was just off some kind of you know have fun right. type stuff. It was still young, yeah. Mm. But then you made the a serious attempt. Round. Yes, okay. and then our second go round was our very serious attempt. I was reconciling because the first one was such a botched job that it was like me apologizing and say I shouldn't have been that harsh. But if I had known about the other one's interest beforehand, it was one of those times like. I still remember our reconciliatory kiss with my ex and then saw him standing there with his mouth open like and I was like and looking at him I was like I had no idea and that was when I had the confirmation that he had an interest and I was like did I just choose wrong? I Dang. I just chose wrong. And he was watching the whole thing unfold. Yeah. Yeah. Right in front like, of your eyes. I just chose wrong. Shit. And then my bestie at the time he confirmed it. He was like yeah you know I was like I didn't people say something very soon like maybe two weeks prior before we made the deciding factor Dang. it was one of those <laughs> I feel you times is rough out here it's some, this, these is wild and crazy times oh but that's like just saying anything dealing with it would be difficult to say alright how did you know don't know can you guys continue being friends if you know that you kind of swipe and if they're building a serious relationship that friendship can't stay it cannot hold hold on hold on walk it back walk it back again you said it so dealing with isa oh on the show that situation yeah dealing with the situation of hey i'm dealing with your ex boo and i just started a friendship with you the only way that friendship can stay between them two or even if you play out in the world of real life, yeah. if Issa has a solid enough relationship where she doesn't want him at all. If she doesn't have a solid enough relationship where she's talking marriage with, say, the TSA guy or another guy, Beyonce, they're married, they have kids, nothing else, she 
that's the only way that friendship can continue. Okay. So you're saying it's impossible for her to just be over Lawrence and just and just be no. like, so she has to be involved with it. You're saying the only way she can get totally over one dude is to get seriously involved with the next dude. Is that your professional yes. opinion as an expert on yes. all women? Yes. The only way if she wants to continue that relationship with her, because as she sees the other woman building a relationship with her ex, mm -hmm. she's going to replay all, all their dates, all the um, four years back in her mind. And of course, they're always sunshine and roses. And Issa is going to be probably like, well, I supported him while he was broke and everything. But homegirl, wait, pause. You forgot that you cheated on him. You broke him even even further. So yeah, there's no Damn. point that you guys are going to get back. So you're basically saying that a woman, well, if she sees her ex with somebody else and sees that her ex is like kind of flourishing or being a good partner, she'll be resentful of the fact that he wasn't a good partner to her. Yes. Now, do you are you saying that because she wants him back or because she is just upset that he didn't treat her the same way? Like, does she have this idea in her mind that now that he is treating this new woman like that, he, if I got back with him, he'll start treating me the same way? Or is she just more upset or kind of upset about the fact that why didn't he do this stuff when we were together? Which one would you think is more likely? It becomes both. Mm. Both of those play into convincing yourself of that. When you say, you know how you say your mind play, your mind can play tricks on you? Yeah. Those are the thoughts that lead to trapping your mind into thinking of new ways of convincing yourself of things that can happen that would never be. Or it's not even the case. God dang. Women are... They crazy. <laughs> and the woman expert herself said it. She just said a wall woman are crazy. They they can spiral your thoughts can spiral down unless you know how to stop them from spiraling down that way. It it's going to it could develop into that. That's how come she would have to be in another secure relationship. Because she just finished getting over the fact that hey, me and Lawrence can just be friends. But in the back of her mind, she's thinking, hey, we could be more than friends. Damn. So you're basically saying nobody wants to see you happy if they still single. No. Well, no, no, ex, no, no, not no. not everybody in general, but an ex. Nobody no, wants to see their ex happy. That, no, you do. But you can't be friends with that female that he's being happy with. <laughs> Can you still be friends with the ex? You can still be friends with the ex, yes. Even though they moved on and they live in lovely. Even though they moved on, mm. yeah. But you can't really be tight with the ex's new boo no, no. matter what. Mm -mm. Unless no. you got a boo of your own. Right. Mm. Like to me, I'm not, I'm not a big being friends with ex type person anyway. I feel like we break up like was the reason we broke up. We just not meant to be in each other's lives like that. So I feel like Depending on how how you break up, you may keep the little fillers out there for about, you know, good, depending on how long you dated, maybe a couple of months, maybe like a year, maybe sometimes two years. And then it just kind of falters off. It kind of just trickles off. Then it may turn into, oh, it's their birthday, happy birthday text the first year. But like year three, you don't even bother with their birthday. You stop getting texts from them, they stop getting texts from you. Do you think oh, exes can truly be friends? I follow them on social media. 
and I ain't doing no, I ain't doing no social media like that to be following nobody to begin with. I feel like social media ain't nothing but but um the devil, you know. I feel like it ain't doing that, but tempting you. It can you. be. It it, it 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 stirs the pot. It can stir the pot. Yeah. I feel like it's just yeah. I feel like it's nothing but a temptress or something to make you upset. All it's gonna do is is make you either envious of somebody else or mad at them. I feel like it's very little good side to it. Even though I know you know I know inherently there are good you know good parts to it. You can't use it as a tool to celebrate. Or stay connected to people who you can't um, physically be around anymore. But I'm like, in this day and age, yeah, we all got access to people in so many different ways that I don't need to follow you, like on Facebook or Instagram, to stay close to you. It ain't like I got a uh, text cost money still. It ain't like um, I can't talk to you till after nine o'clock. Right. You ain't going <laughs> to run up my phone because you got free nights and weekends. Right. <laughs> Nowadays, everybody, and, and even if they move away, like there's no long distance anymore. So yeah, because video chats are beautiful. Everything. Uh, WhatsApp. Yeah. There's so many ways to keep in contact in contact with people now that you don't need to necessarily follow them. I feel like, to me, there are no real friendships on social media. Now I'm saying, not saying you can't follow your real friends, but if you don't have a real connection in real life, where you uh, speak with them, and, and I'm not saying you got to be friends with somebody, you got to speak with them like every day or even every week. But if you can't remember the last time you reached out to them and talked to them over the phone or sent them a text or whatever, and all you really interact with them is through Instagram, you know, liking their pictures or giving a little comment on a Facebook posting, then that's not really your friend anymore. You're networking. Yeah. It's like a shell of a friendship. It's mm-hmm. like ghost of a friendship, but it's not, it's not the real thing no more. You teaching me so much right now. We unpacking so much. It's a lot to unpack. Times is tough. Do I need to do a recap of? You said relationships. Yeah, relationships are a whole bag, man. They take a lot of work. I think sometimes friendships can be uh, more challenging than relationships. Yes. Yes, they are. Because it's like aspects of the friendship that you have to work on that you might not have to work so hard on in a relationship status especially when you talk about the physical aspect of it because it is a physical aspect of it right because at least with when you get into intimate relationships your intimacy deals with the physical aspect if you just stop the physical and you say hey we're not doing this anymore you pretty much know that once you stop the physical you're 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 done with that relationship right friendships your intimacy you build intimacy just based on this friend has become your advocate. This friend knows you. This mm-hmm. friend sees a, another part of you that everybody else doesn't see. Right. Because they it, are, they have been the ones to pretty much build you up. They are there for you. They have been there for you. You know this is person in your corner. Mm-hmm. So to see that one change, or change different levels where they're going down to an associate or not to be a friend anymore that hurts more so than maybe a physical relationship because that's time investment. You right. did an investment. In that. I agree. I think, I think, yeah, I think some betrayal of from a friend is way worse than like your partner doing something to you. Like even going back to uh, your situation where your uh, childhood friend, like slept with your ex-boyfriend. Like he, he's definitely just as wrong as she is. But I feel like if I was in that situation and my boy slept with uh, my ex, 
I would be more, way more upset with him than I would be with her. For, just because for one, I feel like our, you know, our bond is would have been stronger as friends mm-hmm. than it would have been in in the romantic part of it. Um, and then two, because I, I, I just feel like you just like you say, you put way more effort into to me, and I don't know if that's good or bad that you put way more effort in friendships and maintaining friendships than you do in a lot of your relationships. So when do you make the connection that? Your next relationship you build into a friendship hold on say hold on hold on walk me through that again so when you talk about although you build a friendship more than a relationship when do you turn that relationship that you're building into a friendship too oh you mean the romantic one Mm -hmm. i feel like for it to be effective you 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 already got that i mean you're laying the underground work of being your your partner's friend as well um, but it's a different kind of friendship. I don't think a romantic relationship and a and a friendship can ever be kind of equal because I don't feel like they're built on the same kind of foundation. So you should definitely make an effort to be friends with your partner, meaning that you should like them more than just because you're attracted to them or, uh, you know, for the physical aspect of it. You should like things about them. You should enjoy common interests. But I think it's a little bit different than um, having a friendship with somebody because I, I, I feel like that friendship is solely based off of um, things that aren't like uh, that can fade away you know what I mean like looks may not be always the same uh, sex may not always be the same but I feel like the things that you build a like a platonic friendship off of um, just ha- have a stronger foundation I don't know if I'm making sense when I say this but I just feel like it's based off more of common interests more of shared experiences as opposed to anything other anything else because you still get those common interests and you still have, especially in the good romantic partnership, you still have those, you should have those common interests and those shared experiences, but you still always can fall back on the physical aspect of it, the attractiveness, that kind of it. With, with just a straight friendship, you don't have that one. You don't have a, that as also a part of it. So when it comes to females, it actually deepens with the physical aspect. That's more of the... You know, when they use the word that, hey, we haven't consummated a marriage yet, yeah. when you actually add the physical, that's consummating all of that aspect. So when it comes to a friendship, that relationship, a committed relationship, are you talking about, hey, I'm going to connect my life with you and everything you do will affect my life, either positive or negative. You consummated me to deeper with the um, physical aspect. So every stroke you're doing that you're doing you're you're solidifying hey we're, we're, we're permitted to that mm, okay <laughs> from the female aspect so as guys may look at the friendship better the reason why females uh go hard for their men is when actually add sex it deepens that more than any friendship Dang. so when guys look at hey why do females always leave their friends and no because honestly they feel that they have a deeper relationship and connection with you than they do their friends they hold that relationship in a higher regard thanks so that's why so many ladies would dump their friends when they get a new man yes god dang you really are a female expert <laughs> you're blowing my mind once again i'm not i'm not i mean i, I, I just understand a little bit <laughs> some some good conversations my i i appreciate my female friends i do Okay. We had some good conversations, good talks. Book club was amazing when we did book club. I feel like book, book and I felt like book club, and I was the only single friend of all the married ones. We we had some great times. 
Mm. <laughs> Had some great conversations. <laughs> Woman Unleashed. Well, you, yeah, yes. I mean, you heard it from the expert. What more can I say? I, 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 I can't even give no input. The woman expert, Winnie, PhD in women's studies, <laughs> whatever that has just broke down the entire woman's philosophy on life in a short hour. I don't know how she did it. It's not entire because <laughs> the woman's mind. Whew. Let's say seventy-eight percent and call it a day. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll say 78%. All right. Because if you ask a female how many thoughts do they have during the day, that will blow your mind. I remember one conversation I had with um, another female. She was, like, talking about her man and everything, and I, I was playing devil's advocate. I said, so, when was the last time you actually, you was the last time you laid next to your man and you thought about another guy? And she's like, damn. I said, so you can't really be mad at him, can't. Okay. Scandalous. <laughs> so even being married, they can think about another guy that's been in their past that may have just shot them up. As you should. Nice text to say hello or whatever. Hey. And they're happily married, happily in love with their guy. Everything's going good, but you know, hey, your mind likes to hey. throw something out there. Hey, I'm just gonna throw a ball to you. Fantasies ain't cheating. To fantasize no, is not to cheat. It is not. They all good. And sometimes you got to share some of those fantasies, and then some fantasies you just take to yourself. Okay. On that note, we're going to save the fantasies for next time. It's <laughs> been an honor. Once again, it, time flies, and it goes by so quickly. It does. It does. But thank you, Winnie, for coming on again. Do we have any parting words you want to tell people to find you, send you dick pics, anything like that? No. They, they can send them all through you. Okay. So if y'all want to send her... I will graciously accept some... Honestly, the last happy hour we had, everybody was talking about dick pics and how having unwanted dick pics. I'm like, well, what's unwanted about a dick pic? I mean, why, why are females so... Dude, how are you not saving these for, you know, hard times sometimes? You know, you need some inspiration. Okay, you heard it here first. <laughs> she wants all the dick pics. So if y'all got them, I mean... Send them, send them to me. Take I guess. Them on my behalf. I, I'll forward them ahead. I won't. I, pro, I swear I won't look at them. I don't want to see them, but I will forward. You know, shoot your shot, make a connection. Uh, but <laughs> thanks for coming through, man. I got. I, you know, I love talking to you, so it's always a good time. Uh, it but is a good time. We gotta go. Until next time, this has been conversations with Carlos D. See ya.